When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, you know it's a big deal when J.J. Redick returns. Stephen A. Smith, J.J. live from Vegas, all the in-season tournament action. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning, Molly. Stephen A., what's up, man? Great to see you. What's up, Top Gun? What's up, Top Gun? It's good to see you. I would call you Top Gun as in Tom Cruise, but damn, you looking presidential, my brother. You looking like you're about to run for office or something. I mean, I I see the look, J.J. I see the look. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. That's that's the long term play, Stephen A. That's the long term play to mm. go into politics. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, Stephen A. You had quite the time last night. I saw you with the TNT oh, little ESPN collab crossover, must see TV. So, in case you missed it, here's a great moment with you and my guy Charles Barkley. Take a listen. And let me tell you something, Stephen A. If you come over here with all that loud ass talking tonight, <laughs> hey, this ain't first take. Uh, hey, thank hey, you. This tell ain't him, first take. This gonna be the first to ass whipping you take. <laughs> if you come over here with that loud ass talk. Mm, finally, someone putting him in check. Stephen A. How was it last night? That is true. Uh, it's one of the greatest times I've ever had covering the NBA, and I've been covering the NBA for close to 30 years. It was an absolute blast. I was honored to be, you know, a part of it all. It was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, they trolled me good. I should have known my man Shaq was gonna get me. I should have known. That's my brother. I, 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 I don't know what I'm slipping, JJ, because I didn't know. I, how the hell could I go on national television on TNT and not know? That Shaq is gonna make do a Shaq and the Fool dedicated to me. How did I not know that? I should have seen it coming, but it's all right. It's it's all in fun. I deserved it. It was hilarious. I had a blast. I really did. All right, we'll share more moments from last night with SA and the TNT crew a little bit later in the show, so don't miss that. But let's get into the action on the court. I know that's where JJ wants to go. AJ, nothing but a number. How about LeBron and the Lakers blowing out the Young Gun Pelicans to the tune of? 133 to 89 to advance in the in-season tournament finals. LeBron had 35 and 8 in 23 minutes. Here's Coach Darvin Ham on his greatness. So I just stick to one word: extraordinary, otherworldly. That's two. I know. I know, Dan. <laughs> a one of one. That's a phrase. That's not a word. All right, JJ, you're at first. What's the king proving this season? That he's really good at basketball. Uh, no, in, in all seriousness, I just want to say one thing. Stephen A., Chuck would absolutely whoop your ass. Uh, I, I think you know that, but I just want to state that for all of America to know Chuck would whoop your ass. King James, he's, he's proving that he can at the very least challenge father time. You, you think about what he's doing this year. Uh, shooting a career high in three-point percentage, as effective as ever, driving the basketball and scoring at the rim. But here's here's what really stood out to me last night. Stephen A., who was the most energized player on that floor? The oldest Him. player on that floor. He was more energized than a 23-year-old Zion Williamson. 
mattered more to him. So when we talk about LeBron and, and, and his skill set and all the great things he does as a basketball player, let's talk about his competitive stamina. Let's talk about the pride that he takes. Let's talk about the joy and the love for the game that he has rising to the moment. Here in Vegas, in front of basically a pro Lakers crowd, he puts on a show. And, and it's a little disappointing to me to watch the Pelicans last night. Early on, they showed a, a, a teensy bit of fight there in the second quarter. But outside of that, they were a no-show. And so you have the oldest guy on the court, year 21, playing with the most energy, playing with the most passion. And Darvin Ham, Darvin Ham nailed it. You know, the Lakers feed off of that. And, and so for him, doing what he's doing right now, the Lakers at 14-9 in fourth place, in fourth place right now in the Western Conference, just two games back in the last column from second place, despite the fact that they're 30th in the league in three-pointers made per game, they're 29th in the league in three-point percentage. This is because of LeBron James. Don't take the greatness for granted. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, there's a there's a few things. There's a few things that I wanted to throw out there, and I'm not trolling or joking, JJ. Um, but but you remember there was a bad experience. I think it was in the bubble when when New Orleans got blown out when you were on that team, and I remember you laying on the floor and you were looking at the team with utter disgust because you expected so much. I was. And I was I'm not joking. I mean, I, I, I go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. There's a delay, but go ahead. I was saying ahead, I was I. I I was, yeah, I know. There, I was staring into the abyss at that moment, Stephen A. The abyss yeah. of just yeah, you, desperation yeah, you, but, but, and, and but the feeling of failure. It. And the feeling of failure. Yeah. You were disgusted. And my point was is that I applauded that at the time because you were the only one that looked like you cared. And so it reminded me last night because I'm looking at New Orleans and I'm like, how in God's name could you justify coming out with that level of effort? And I was so incredibly disappointed with Zion Williamson because I'm like, you know what? LeBron is there. He's the he's the king. He's a four time champion, four time league MVP, 10 trips to the NBA finals this season alone. I'm just looking at some of the stuff that he's doing right now. Tied for third in the NBA. This is coming into last night. Tied for third in the NBA. 8.4 points per game in the fourth quarter this season. Season, also shooting 59% from the field in the fourth quarter. Second in the NBA in fast break points per game to Donovan Mitchell. Among the NBA leaders in transition with 6.4 points per game on 71% shooting. This is at age 38 going on age 39 at the end of this month in, the, in his 21st season in the NBA. And he comes out there with the level of passion and fervor wanting this badly, treating this like it's an NBA Finals game, for crying out loud. And on the other side is a guy that's supposed to be the man-child, that's supposed to be the face of a franchise with the New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans, and him along with the rest of them came out completely flat and lethargic, uh, damn near disinterested. I'm not going to accuse them of feeling that way. I'm just saying that how they appeared. So it made me really, really disgusted at them but it elevated my level of appreciation once again for LeBron James because I appreciate the fact, J.J., that he's reminding folks what superstars are supposed to be. Your talent is your talent, and we get that. But the passion, the competitive fervor, the willingness to accept and embrace center stage, understanding that it could very well be about you and you're answering the call. The greatest compliment that I could give LeBron James this morning is that Michael Jordan will always be my number one. That's just where I stand and I've never budged on it. But it's gotten to the point where 
I literally am siding with you, JJ, from the standpoint we don't even need to have this discussion. The level of greatness that this man continues to put on display, the level of appreciation that we all should have for him warrants us not having this discussion and literally just sitting back and embracing and enjoying the moments that he's providing. Because I got to be honest with you, when I see some of the people who are supposed to be stars, supposed to be superstars, and the calls they're not answering, it makes me appreciate LeBron James even more for answering the bell. I think the simplest way, Stephen A., to answer this question is very simple. LeBron James is proving that he's still one of the five to ten best players in the world right now at age 38. Yeah. Mm. All right, let's get to the yep. East, guys. Uh, the sneaky good Pacers shocked some folks and took down Giannis Dame and the Bucks to advance in the in-season tourney finals. 128-119. Here's Giannis answering some questions from Stephen A. Giannis, according to the season, looking at this team now, compared uh, to what you're accustomed to, based on what you've seen this season so far, could you highlight your biggest concerns about your team moving forward as this season progresses? We have to be more organized. I feel like sometimes we're not organized at all. Sometimes defensively we're spinning back and we have a lot of situations today that they got a lot of dunks, open threes, early threes. We have to be better. Sometimes I feel like we expect just because we have great players out there that... Tyrese uh, Halliburton or Miles Turner or Nate Smith or Buddy Hill would just give us the game. Like, no, we have to. Mm. We have to be better. We have to go out there and take it. As I do, you think Giannis has a point? Oh, he absolutely has a point. They're ranked 22nd defensively. They don't resemble the team that they were last year. And they do have players on their team that they can, that can produce, but there's a lot to be left, there's a lot left to be desired. And JJ, I'll defer to you, um, because obviously you've watched Milwaukee more than I have this year, uh, even though I've watched them on quite a few occasions. I gotta tell you something right now. I'm looking at, for example, pick and roll situations. I was looking at some stats yesterday and it was talking about how Damian Lillard with Giannis and, 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 pick and roll situations the tandem that they're utilizing 33 tandems in the nba have been utilized more than they have been they're effective when they're utilized but they're utilizing about 10 times a game and and there's like 33 other tandems that are used more frequently and actually damian lillard with brooke lopez is a better tandem in that position rather than damian lillard with Giannis at the tacumpo i'm taking that jj and i'm looking at the arguments that were taking place that made news the other week when Giannis was taken out of the game by the new coach and then i'm taking into account the reports yesterday of bobby portis challenging the coach and the team i'm highlighting that looking at what Giannis said to me directly and I followed up and he tried to offset it basically talking about the players and ultimately putting the onus on them because they're the players and they have to execute but he did not sway away from saying we're not organized and Bobby Portis reportedly said we're not organized when you hear those words JJ when you hear those words that's coaching there's no other way around it that's coaching now when you say the word disorganization that is not good and I know that if, if you, 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 you know, you're a new coach, you gotta, I understand you just started your first head coaching job, but it's a bad look to be in this situation. This is Giannis's choice. He could slice it any way he wanted to, but from what I'm being told, you know what? He talked to the coaches. That's the one he picked. That's the one he told the organization he wanted. 
but they don't seem really vibe to be vibing right now. And it's a, it's a challenge to say the least. I don't think it's a good situation. And I think Giannis was right on point. And boy, this man does not play. He calls it like he sees it. He tells it like it is. And it, it damn near seems like he ain't interested in even being friends with his teammates. He's like, listen, we are here. We had to win. We had to handle business. I'm friends with you when we wear the same uniform and we doing what we supposed to do. If you're not doing what you're supposed to do, Guess what? You might as well be the opponent. That's his attitude, JJ. And, and I can't knock him for it, but it, it's not a good look. And they don't look the same team as they did defensively under Mike Budenholzer. Yeah, when we when we talk about organization, that, that's reflected in those pick-and-roll stats. Stephen A., Brooke Lopez has ran more pick-and-rolls per game with Damian Lillard than Giannis has. And you think about when that trade yes. was made, what did we all envision? We envisioned... This incredible two-man game between Damian Lillard, one of the 75 greatest players ever, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, a two-time MVP and a finals MVP. It was supposed to be unstoppable, and it's been really good. But when you talk about organization offensively, well, that should be your number one play. That should be high volume. They should be in the top three or four in terms of pick-and-roll volume duos, right? Easy. So that, that's reflected there. Now, they still have the number three offense in the league. They have the talent. Giannis has been incredible this season. Dame has been incredible in clutch time. So they, they, they certainly have talent to overcome some of the disorganization offensively. Where I get frustrated in watching the Milwaukee Bucks and where that disorganization is reflected the most to me is on the defensive end. And yes, they lost Drew Holiday. But, but Drew Holiday is not the reason that they went from a top five defense. He's not the only reason, I should say, from a top five defense to a bottom third defense. They're 22nd right now defensively. The reason is they're disorganized on that end. They give up a ton of transition points. They're terrible getting matched up in transition. They give up a ton out of the pick and roll. They give up a ton out of blow-bys. Their schemes are wrong. They've oscillated between drop coverage and blitzing and hedging. Like, if I'm a player on that team, on the defensive side of the ball, night to night, when I watch them play, I say to myself, I I have no idea what I'm doing tonight. I have no idea what I'm doing tonight. So their personnel has to be better in terms of, you know, Giannis touched on that. They have to be better in terms of winning their one-on-one matchups, you know, staying in front of the basketball. They give up as many blow-bys as any team in the league right now, which, which leads to points at the rim. They're not defending the rim the same way they have in the past. And so in terms of the organization piece to me, fundamentally they need to be better defensively and be more organized defensively. And yes, you are correct, Stephen A., You are 100% correct. Some of that is on the players, but a lot of that is on coaching. And and Adrian Griffin put in a hard spot. There's not many coaches in their first head coaching job that go to a team that has won a championship within the last three seasons and brings in Damian Lillard and has the expectation of winning another championship. Most coaches that get that first job, they're in a rebuilding situation. Maybe they're middle of the pack. But to be in this situation... Adrian Griffin has to be better. I said it. Adrian Griffin has to be better. Right. He definitely has to be better, JJ. You're absolutely right. I completely agree with you. We got to call it like we see it. And I got to tell you something right now, too. Here's why, you know, he's in trouble. I challenge anybody to tell me this early in the season when a team that good is willing to speak so openly against things that will obviously be directed towards their coach. You don't see that often. Not this early. You don't see that when you have coaches that haven't won championships. Okay? You don't even see it then. 
This is, you're talking about a franchise that has won, that just won a championship within the last three years, that's got an all-world player, one of the top two players on the planet, that's got one of the great clutch players in the game today, that's got a roster that's considered top two, and they're actually winning more than they're losing. It's not like they're falling off a cliff for crying out loud. Right. But you are still looking at them, and the word this organization props up, and it brings us to Mike Budenholzer because we forget what a quality coach this guy was. The guy won more regular won more regular season games than anybody over the last five years or so. The man did a great job in Atlanta, did a great job in Milwaukee, won a championship. I know they fell apart in the postseason last year, but the bottom line is Mike Budenholzer is a highly credible coach. So to succeed him, Adrian Griffin has to know the expectation is that, all right, let just make sure we're able to look at you and say you're not messing it up. Could you do that? That's basically what they're asking them to do. Okay, make sure we're organized. Make sure we're cohesive. If we go out there and we don't perform efficiently, that's on us. But when you say disorganized, which is they're saying, players are saying disorganized. Giannis is sitting up there for minutes. We're just disorganized. We, we, we're not on the same page. We don't have it together. I'm like, damn. You know, it, it was really, really like that. I think Adrian Griffin could be in a world of trouble if, if this continues, remember, J.J., I was in Philadelphia years ago. Randy Ayers, who I love dearly, succeeds Larry Brown. And Billy King let him go after 52 games. It's not the, it wouldn't be the first time that has happened before. We need to keep our eyes on what's transpiring in Milwaukee. Adrian Griffin could be in a world of trouble if he doesn't get things together and stop being able for, stop allowing players to be able to say they're disorganized. All right, we're leaving it there. Okay, uh, it'll be Pacers-Lakers Saturday on ABC for the final. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day, and you can use those miles on any travel purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. 
Let's get into some football. Thursday Night Football, the New England Patriots showed they've got something left in the tank in the battle of Belichick versus Tomlin, defeating the Steelers 21-18 to in the Steel City. Minka Fitzpatrick had some things on his chest postgame. Minka, where's yours? I think that, you know, dudes just think that because they're wearing the black and gold that they're going to win games. And I think we need, to, we need to check that mentality and make people realize that they got to earn that mentality and they got to earn every single blade of grass and every single splash play and every single rep that they get out there. They, they got to earn it. Pitt is now 7-6, and six, just a by 500. Look who is in the building, Stephen A. Smith. We've got a Ryan Clark sighting. Look Sitting in your seat, up, fellas. And Bartholomew Scott. I can mean, we, Can we talk about this. how they was killing Stephen A. yesterday? Stephen A., <laughs> let's talk about how – why was Charles on your head like that? <laughs> yo, 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 well, let me tell you why. Because Ryan Clark – Charles and Shaq get on me all the damn time. It's just the first time they did it on national television because it was my first time on TNT. This I need them they, around they, they more. They brought their regular conversations with me to television. That's what they did. They got I, The only thing that I messed up, like I told Molly in, at the beginning of the show, I can't believe I didn't anticipate that Shaq would dedicate Shaq and the fool to me. I did not believe <laughs> How could I miss that? I, I didn't see that coming, fellas. I really, really did. I said, when they said Shaq and the Phil, I said, oh, God, no. No. <laughs> but I knew yeah. it. I said, all right, I'm going to get them, though. They, they got their moment. I got, I got two hours a day, five days a week. I'm going to get them back. I don't know how yet. I don't know how yet, fellas. But you know me. I'm going to get them back. I'm going to get <laughs> them right. back. Is that a threat or a promise? We're going to play some of those clips a little later in the show, so that'll be fun. We'll check that out. Uh, Stephen A., do you still believe your Steelers can make the playoffs? Hell no. Not at all. (laughs) Um, I'm done with them. I'm done with them for this season. Uh, They're they're horrible offensively. They're so so horrible offensively, they're offensive. It really is. Um, You know, when you look at them, 3 of 14 on third downs, started the game 0 of 5 on third downs, got a rushing attack between Najee Harris and and Jalen Warren. Uh, They couldn't do anything, averaging about 2.1 yards of carry. Mitchell Trubisky was the leading rusher, for crying out loud. Don't get me started with his passing ability. Why is he even in the league? I mean, I've gotten to a point, why is he even in the league? He really gets me sick. I mean, they're 2 and 4 when he starts games. They got a better record with Kenny Pickett than him. But I'm just, when you see the quarterbacks, you can get a college quarterback to be better than Mitchell Drabisky. Find one. Find one anyway. I mean, it's just so disgusting to watch him play. And, and, and then you got a you got a, a a third and two at your own 49-yard line on your last drive. And instead of running the football or throwing in a, a short yarded situation after that like eight-yard pass to Deontay Johnson, RC, what do you do instead? You throw two deep balls that end up incomplete. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. They're awful. They're awful. And I and I know that Sullivan and Faulkner took over calls, play calling after Matt Canada was let go. Well, we 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 literally have to sit here on national television and apologize to Matt Canada. Because guess what? It don't matter who has no, that don't. job right now. <laughs> no, Apparently nothing's going to work. No, nothing, nothing's going to it doesn't matter who has the job. Nothing is going to work. And the last point that I'm gonna say is this. We all love Mike T. Yep. Got mad love for him. Sixteen seasons as a coach. 13 winning seasons, five time, three times, 500 record, 10 playoff appearances. I would never – of course, of course he shouldn't be fired or anything like that. But they got to do something about somebody who's picking this personnel. I, we we got to find a quarterback. We got to find a play caller. It is embarrassingly bad. This is a, 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 a just – 
tarnishing the Steelers franchise, the one you won a championship with, the Steelers, the black and gold that you wear with pride and all of those years. They are a disgrace. It is awful. Look back to back losses to two 10 loss teams mired in last place. The Patriots, who had 13 points over the three previous weeks, scores 21 points. It's in the a first disgrace. Half. It's just in a the disgrace. First half. So I'm not watching. I'm not watching Steelers no more this year. I'm not even I know. I am. So I'm a, all up. Like that, that that was good, Stephen A. And that was so much. And I'm gonna try to sort of unpack it piece by piece. I think the first thing is when you look at the end of Kevin Colbert's tenure as the general manager, it was also toward the end of Ben Roethlisberger's career. I believe the team started drafting by need, which the Pittsburgh Steelers never did. They took the best person on the board. And so they started to draft by need and then they were missing. Right. So now you have these pieces that you felt like were supposed to fit or supposed to help you get to a championship that are now actually detracting from your team. That's the first piece. The second piece, and I don't want to get to this too late, is Mike T. I love Mike T. I don't believe that Mike T should be fired, but Mike T is the most to blame for this. Mike T's loyalty to Matt Canada throughout this season, throughout the offseason, all of through his his approach to always promoting within is a large reason why you're here, why he's here. His, his approach to sticking with things too long is a large reason why you're here. I want to talk about preparation. I want to talk about execution. The New England Patriots absolutely stink offensively. So what did Bill Belichick do in the week where he knew he had a short, a short week and you lose 6-0 to zero to the Los Angeles Chargers? He calls a mandatory meeting at 8 p.m. He says, all my coaches, y'all need to get in here and we need to change something. Where's the mandatory meeting for the Pittsburgh Steelers coaching staff? Where's the meeting that figures out a way to score points or move the football with Mitchell Trubisky? Y'all saw the same second half last week that I saw. Y'all saw the same beginning of the season last year that I saw. I don't know if Mason Rudolph could do worse. At least give him a try if he's still on the team. And the last thing to me is this. You can't will wins. The Pittsburgh Steelers of old can't will wins down to this new team. They can't give them to them. They can't let them inherit them. You got to go out and earn them. And when somebody like Deontay Johnson does what he's done, right, behaves the way that he behaves, you think that's who I'm finna reward on 42? You think that's the guy I'm about to give an opportunity to be the hero of the black and gold? No, that's the dude I'm going to make an example out of. That's the guy I'm going to show that that sort of behavior doesn't get you rewarded when you play for this organization. And so, so much has to change. But Mike Tomlin has to change. Mike Tomlin's message has to change. His approach to this locker room has to be different. Because the James Ferriers, the Troy Palomalus, the James Harrisons, the Heinz Wards, those guys aren't stepping back in. It's tough, right? And you're, you're the expert on Pittsburgh Steelers. Nobody knows this organization more intimately than you. But I, I think it stars, and because I've been in this situation pretty much my whole career, you, ha- you were fortunate enough to play with a Hall of Fame quarterback. And I feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers find themselves in an unfamiliar place because of the stability they had at the position for 15 years. Every pick works when you have a franchise quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback, right? So now what happens is you take Najee Harris, right? And that was the first bad pick. We know that you don't take running backs in this this era of football. But that they were on brand with who the Steelers were. You take a talented tight end this year from Georgia, right? And what happens is when you miss at the quarterback position, it sets your organization back. 
And Mike Tomlin doesn't understand what it's like to play with that type of quarterback because he had Ben Roethlisberger, and I think you guys took him for granted, right? Mitchell Trubisky shouldn't be in the NFL, and it's on par with what's going on across the league. The backup quarterback is going to be the most valuable valuable position going forward because we see what's happened this year. I think next year, guys like Jacoby Prezet, Gartner Minshew, they're going to get bigger bags because in this league with the extra game, you know, it's a battle of attrition. Quarterbacks are going down at an alarming rate. Mike Tomlin, you know, you can't call an emergency meeting. I don't think you call an emergency meeting if you're Mike Tomlin because you're 7-5. and five. You're winning football games. And, yeah, it's not perfect, but you can figure it out. But we know on a Thursday, a short, t- a short week – it's about preparation. It's about who has the better game plan. And Bill Belichick is notorious, no matter what he is with personnel and being able to devise a game plan that's totally different from anything you saw on film. And I thought Bailey Zappi really played well, and he did something. This was the classic trap game. You got a team that is horrible. You're a great defense in Pittsburgh, and you got punched in the mouth, and you but got Bart, out-schemed. It's not, Bart, it's not a trap game. You just lost to a no, two-win team I know, I the week before. But and you, like I said this morning, right, think about watching – Pittsburgh Steeler film with no sound and no scoreboard. I get it. They ain't no different than the Patriots and yeah. the Cardinals. How you get trapped? Because when you, you li- in the trap, you lying to yourself, right? Because they because they they got the the end result. They Tomlin's in the, their way to win. So you think, hey man, we a great team. We got a team that can't put up five points against defense that's not as good as us. This barbecue chicken. You know how it is when you get this to this part of the year. Not everybody's a professional. Yeah. You know, back in the day, we used to have the Blake CDs that we used to put on, and we used to have that report. And you get the guy that gets up and he gives you that report based on the personnel and the people that you're playing. And you tell you he talking in generalities. You're like, come over. Yeah, you know, he's explosive. He got a big arm. <laughs> hey, bro, you ain't watch no damn film, man. So you, you got a team like that now, I think, that that's preparing like that. And you guys have always had your Deontay Johnson, right? You've had it in San Antonio Holmes. But the problem was you had a Hall of Fame quarterback that we don't have to depend on you. It, when you have a quarterback that bad, you got to depend on a quarter on, on a wide receiver like that because we know that bro, production breeds tolerance. I know Stephen A got to go. I'm not going to let you put Deontay Johnson to know Antonio Brown. Antonio I'm not saying, Brown I'm, I'm was what he was off no, no. the field. I'm saying San Antonio. This yeah. dude don't show up in stadiums. I'm talking about San Antonio. San Antonio wasn't like you, that until he got to y'all. Y'all gave him that money. <laughs> you guys have always had a controversial receiver that you had to keep in check. And I think it's starting to spill well, over the pickings, too. So you got to nip that in the bud. Right. Well, let me say this to you. Uh, well, first of all, RC, I got to give props with props. It's a fly-ass suit you got on there. My dog. Suit. I like that. I just got to give it to you. I just got to give it to you. What I got on Men's Warehouse? What the hell I got on Men's Warehouse, son? I told you. 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 You know what it is? I liked your suit better last week than this one. That's what it is. I mean, I'm looking fly hard, G. You are clean. The RC is doing blue last night, though. A little bit of stuff like that. But the... It's on another level, wasn't it? Wasn't it? And wait till you see tomorrow night. That's all I'm going to tell you. Wait till you see tomorrow night. But anyway, back to the whole point. Having said all of that, Sixers, I'm sorry, Steelers rather, 290 yards offense, 7 of 25 on third downs over the last two games. This is the part that where where RC stuff really, really hits home uh, about Mike T., you know enough about football. You know you're a winner. We got mad love and respect for you. You know what you got on the defensive side of the ball. If we're going to crucify Bill Belichick for 
after Josh McDaniels walks out the door for having Joe Judge and Matt Patricia as an offensive coordinator with Mac Jones last year and ruining him, right, and setting him back, right, before you get Bill O'Brien back in there this year and he can't fit, you know, there's only so many miracles you can work. If we're going to get on Bill Belichick, the great Bill Belichick, the six-time champion as a head coach that is Bill Belichick, how do we not get on Mike T for not, making sure that you got something better offensively so you can take some of that pressure defensively. If you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, we all know how big time their defense can be. We also know on far too many occasions they look like they bend a little bit too much, even when they don't break when uncomfortable with how much they bend. Why is that, RC? I'll tell you why that is. Because if you're on the football field, and y'all know this better than me, I'm just coming from a reporter's perspective. Y'all, I, if you're watching this team, you're going like this. This offense is trash. We got to come out here. We can't afford to make any damn mistakes because they ain't going to do anything to help us. And that's what I think is going on. Demoralization has kicked in like a virus, and it has contaminated this franchise. And I think that is what we're seeing right now from these you, Pittsburgh Steelers. You got the playoffs. It can't seep in. You can't let it seep in. We, all, me and RZ are both. But it has. That but it has, Bart. I'm not saying right it's right, but it has. Then, then that's then that's on Mike T because there's no way that that defense can be able to allow that to happen. You still got everything you want ahead of you. All right, right now the Steelers are RC. for. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I, I think the, I the biggest on this. Yeah, the, the last thing to me is this: when you understand who you are, the way this team should, both offensively and defensively, it's on the head coach to make sure that you play complementary football. This offense should feed in what to, into what the defense does, and they don't do that at all. And when you look at Mika Fitzpatrick and that frustration, that frustration, I told Bart this morning, that frustration is he sees things things going on in that locker room. He sees the lack of preparation by people, the lack of effort by people. And that's why he's frustrated at seven and six. He understands that the effort being put into wins is below the line. And that's why the scoreboard has looked like that the last two weeks versus two win teams. Attitude reflect leadership and Mika's a leader. Right now, the Steelers are the first team out of the playoffs. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. 
Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Uh, starting here in the Empire State, Stephen A. Uh, time for a quick take. The Padres traded Juan Soto to the Yankees late Wednesday night, marking the second trade in less than 17 months for the 25-year-old outfielder who has established himself as one of this era's most gifted hitters. Oh, S.A., you're emotional. What's wrong? <laughs> I love everybody, okay? Last year... I watched my New York Yankees have their worst record, their worst season in 31 years. I watched an offense that batted cumulatively, collectively, 227, which was the second lowest average in the majors to the Oakland A's, who's about to leave Oakland for Vegas eventually. I'm looking at that, and I'm disgusted. And then my prayers were answered. Juan Soto. Let me tell y'all something right now. The brother Big Time, boy. Let me tell you something right now. The brother Big Time. You know I know what I'm talking about here, right? We're talking about a three-time All-Star, a four-time Silver Slugger, a former batting champion, a former World Series champion. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about a brother that has been walked more than he has struck out, especially over the last three seasons. We're talking about a one-two punch of him and the judge himself. My man Aaron Judge. Sorry, I'll let you down with that first pitch, Aaron Judge. I'll make it up to you, baby. I'll make it up to you. Let me tell y'all something right now. The Yankees are coming back. Yankees stand up. Yankees stand up. This is what we've been waiting for right here. Giancarlo stand. Damn it, we're going to check you out. Something got to give. You can't be as awful as you are. We, nobody's called you out, so I'm going to call you out. You're playing like trash, all right? You swinging like I was pitching, but I don't get paid to do this. That's you. That's you, Giancarlo Stanton. Get it together, brother. Get it together. Because Juan Soto, let me tell you, to him, with Aaron Judge, <laughs> Yankees, we ain't going to have those offensive problems anymore, Molly. I promise you. Brian Cashman, who I was hanging out with. Sorry, I disappointed you too with that first pitch. But we were hanging out before the first pitch. Let me tell you Let something. Us all down, I've got Steven. faith in Brian Cashman. I got faith in Aaron Boone. They just needed a bat. And they got it with this brother right here. By the way, seven games at Yankee Stadium, okay? 23 at bats, four home runs in Yankee Stadium. Right field, all of y'all buying y'all tickets. Get tickets to right field. You're going to catch a few balls out there with Juan Soto in the house. That's a good deal. It's a beautiful day. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You got the lefty bat that you missed out on in Bryce Harper, but if you don't get Yamamoto... Then the then the Death Star, the right. Evil Empire, isn't back if you don't Go see both. We're gonna see the, 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 just to rain on a little bit. And he's hey, only man, he's what's a, up with the negativity. And you have no, to get him signed to no. an extension. You gotta get him signed to an extension. Don't worry about that. And let's see if we, he can handle the weight. He gonna see the Yankees? Please. Let's see if he can handle the weight. Let's see if he can handle the weight of the pinstripes. Let's see if he can handle the weight of the pinstripes. Guys like Jason Giambi and stars have come in and not lived up to him. Stop it! Ah! Ah!
<laughs> no, we ain't trying to hear that. No. You better get he Yamamoto. You better he get Yamamoto. He's staying in the Bronx. Como esta? Como esta? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? He ain't going hey. nowhere. He's, He's an R-man, too. He, do, he doesn't miss games as well, but he got to get better in that outfield, man. That outfield defense leaves a little bit to uh, be desired. We need bats. But we you, can have good, you can have we nice things for the day. You can have nice things for the okay. day, Stephen. Listen, I'm so happy Stephen A's having such a great day. I got a quick take for you, though, Bart. Which offense do you have more faith in when the Bills head to Kansas City to face the Chiefs on Sunday? We have great games this weekend. Well, yeah, absolutely. And this could be an eliminator, man, because the Bills have a tough schedule going forward. And it would be a travesty if they didn't win and go to the playoffs. It would be somebody that have to take accountability for that. But I have more faith in the Buffalo Bills offense than over the um, Kansas City Chiefs. But I have more faith in the Chiefs defense than any unit in this game. And it's going to be tough sledding. Patrick Mahomes doesn't um, usually lose two in a row. This is going to be a tough game for Josh Allen to go and get the victory. But it's a must win for them. Let's dive more into these and get people paid, right? Time for Sportsbook Predictions. Bart, tell me this. Will Jalen Hurts throw for more or less than 242.5 yards against the Dallas Cowboys Sunday Night Football? I don't think he does. I think um, you look at A.J. Brown, I think he's wearing down a little bit. You saw the fans outside of the um, the practice facility with the run the ball, right? I think, you know, they try and run the ball and establish the, the run. Listen, this this is scheduled losses, I think, for Philadelphia after coming off of this tough stretch of playing. They look like a tired team. I think they try and take a little bit off of Jalen Hurts and limit the game. Right now, the Dallas Cowboys are probably playing better. They, they You know, they're a better team right now. They're, they're healthier, they're fresher, but um, I think that, you know, they could, you know, lose the game, but I think Jalen Hurts is going to um, throw less than, than, than 242. Okay. Stephen A., where are you on this? Nah, I think that's ridiculous. I think that's ridiculous. I think he throws for over 242 <laughs> yards. I'm not that's saying a lot. 300. I'm not saying that he's going to play lots out, but I think he's going to pass for more than 242 yards. I, oh, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit up. What do you have winning? Because you're, you're going to leave us. That. Stephen no. A., don't give me your answer to this. Who do you have winning this? No, I, no, I have Dallas winning, right? Dallas is the fresher team. Listen, they've been through – Philly's been through some wars the last five weeks. I think they're just tired and they got to get their second breath. Okay. Uh, we got another good one. Holly, can Bart, I tell you something? Yeah. Hold on, but hold don't hold give on, your – don't give Holly, don't give who you think's good. I ain't giving no answer. I'm not giving okay, no answer. Okay, okay. Could you smile? I mean, we getting out up out here at 4.30 in the morning. We on air at 7 o'clock. I mean, Molly, you could smile. You've been looking serious since the start of the show. I mean, there's no smile. I mean, you're doing excellent. You're doing your job because you're wonderful. But, I mean, my Lord, where's the yeah. smile at? I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying? We on the air. We haven't heard anything smiling, laughing, she, having she, a good time. Where's she the smiling. smile? She's smiling. Where's the she's smile, Black Widow? Where's the smile, nice. Black Widow? Come on. There you go. There you go, Molly. I mean, all right. Okay, that's better. Cap dance too. All right, Bart. Will Christian McCaffrey run for more or less than seventy-two and a half yards against the Seahawks? Uh, that's disrespectful to Christian McCaffrey, especially in the first matchup. I believe he ran for one fourteen. This team is hitting on all cylinders. You know, you can't load the box. If you load the box up, they kill you by throwing the ball. And if you, you know, you know, try and double team the guys on the outside, you got a light box for Christian McCaffrey. I think this is a, the, probably the lock of the week that he goes for more than that. Okay. I agree with you. I'm just wondering why I'm trying to sit up there and think that it would be disrespectful to Christian McCaffrey, but it ain't disrespectful to Jalen Hurts. I don't understand all that, but that's a different subject for another day when we got But well, Christian McCaffrey is healthy. Jalen Hurts isn't healthy. That I is said bothering. when we got more time. Oh my! We got more time. You know, you the one that got to go. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying got to go do the hit radio show and stuff like that. We trying to help you out. I'm balling on the budget, man. I got, I got 20 jobs, man, trying to keep up with you, son. <laughs> 
All right, Bart, tell me this. Another potential MVP candidate, Tyreek Hill. Will he go for more or less than 97.5 receiving yards against the Titans on Monday Night Football? Against who? The Titans. I mean, you get more resistance from a wet paper bag. Listen, listen, Tyreek Hill's on the mission. (laughs) This is the MVP of the league, in my opinion. If he doesn't win it this year, especially after going over 2,000, then I think, you know, that I don't think another non-quarterback will ever win the award. I mean, he's lived up to expectations. He's exceeded expectations. Every week, the opposing defense knows that he's going to get the ball, and he still they still can't stop it. I think he's definitely going to go over 100, and I think McDaniels, McDaniels wants to make sure that he gets the record because he's such a good teammate. Totally agree. Tyreek Hill, by the way, I've got him as my league MVP at this particular moment in time. I think he's been spectacular. He can throw all the credit in the world that he wants to with two a tongue of a low over. Look at everybody else's numbers, how they doing. How they doing for Miami compared to Tyreek Hill? He's head and shoulders above it. He's the number one option. He's carrying this offense as far as I'm concerned. Obviously, Tua has something to do with it. But Tyreek Hill is absolutely sensational. Of course, it's going to be more than 97 and a half yards. No-brainer. Stephen A's favorite player to watch right now. All right, Bart. You're out of here. Yes, it is. We're going to get you to the chiropractor. You're self-adjusting. That's not safe. You know I have a great chiropractor. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 